All right. So we are here. Um, we are here. And we are we are black. And, and we talk. We are talking. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in Sacramento. <laughs> and we're in Sacramento. <laughs> yes, those are those are the three main yeah, things. I you have like to check. Have. <laughs> we black, check. <laughs> talking, check. Check. We're in Sacramento, check. Check. All right. We at the underground um, bookstore, check. Check. Yes, yes. Oh, that little bell. I had heard of a little bell over there. Is there a bell playing? I don't know. It sounded like a bell. Um, so yeah, so we have some nice events coming up here. At Underground Books. So we're going to do a little housekeeping really quick um, before we get started. This is number 30. And right now we are live streaming here on Facebook. Facebook. And hopefully the sound is coming in just fine. Can you hear me? I checked it, checked it, double checked it. Check, check. And um, hopefully... All the sound is coming to you guys on the internet just fine. Check, Mike, check. Yeah. Um, so if you want to come here to Underground Books, we have some events happening. Um, first of all, I want to talk about where we located at. We where are, are we here at 2814 35th Street on Broadway. So come on down here. And, Historic um, Oak Park. Yeah, Historic Oak Park. Come down here and buy yourself a book. It's a one-book minimum when you come in here. That's right. Uh, so you do not leave uh, without buying a book if you want to get down uh, with literacy like we like to do. And uh, books start at a dollar, don't they? Well, yeah. We have books as low as a dollar. So you there's can, no excuse. You can walk, there is no excuse. You can walk out of here for less than it takes to catch a bus. So you can and read a book while you're waiting. For while you're waiting on the bus, if you you know like, hey, I'm gonna buy me a book. I'm gonna give me some coffee next door. <laughs> then I'm gonna go over here buy me a book, and I'm gonna read that book while I'm while on the I'm bus. While I'm waiting on the bus, yeah. So um, make ride the bus. Yeah, make it a thing. It's gonna be hashtag uh, make those pages clap. So um, <laughs> and um, oh god, clap clap. Yeah yeah yeah. Drop drop is like as a word, right? Right, yeah. Right. Yeah. So what else is happening? <laughs> <laughs> drop no, drop it like hot as a word. Yes. Ah, okay, so um uh, Oh how? Uh online. Yes, online Black Talk Sacramento Facebook page. We have a um, we have a website. You go to blacktalksacramento.com. You can go there and listen to all the past episodes. We also on SoundCloud. We are on iTunes. We, we are, are everywhere. On Google, we everywhere. So you can listen to it wherever you want, at your how own you convenience. want, in your underwear if you like. Hey, yeah, you can be sitting mm -hmm. back chilling and listen to my voice my voice my voice will be talking to you while you in your quietly bvds so um <laughs> also to um underground books got a new website so you can go there it's a nice fancy website you can see all the events that's coming going down here in, in at underground books you can go to their website i think it's under underground-books.com or something like that but you can just google it say underground books and you can go right to their website it's a brand new fancy website colorful it's very colorful you know sl things sliding across different places on the page all it's, right it's very modern nice. yeah very modern um, so we have events going down here in Sacramento at Underground Books. We have here on April 15th, on Saturday at 2 p.m., we have Twalia A. Jordan. This is a book by her. Or is it the, is the book called Twalia? No, on. it's I'm Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. Oh, 
Children's yeah. book. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, fear, fearfully I'm and Fearfully and Wonderfully Made, made. Uh-huh. by with, Twyla Lee. With Jordan. the use of rhyming poetic text, this book celebrates the beauty and uniqueness of black girls, and it offers empowerment and motivation to young black girls. So Lift come here on April 15th at 2 o'clock p.m. Until 4 p.m. And to 4 p.m. and bring your chilling out and you guys can have a a happy good time. And speaking of chillings, you can come here and um, it's children's story time, winter, winter, spring series, uh, April 29th at 12 noon. And you can bring your children here. It could be an all day thing. So April 29th, bring your children ages three to 10. Boy, that's a weird age, huh? Whew. How you get them to sit still at three? You say sit down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have kids. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Sit like, well, down somewhere and Because <laughs> I, I was, I was very energetic. I was running around, hitting my head on everything. So I always had a See? bump on my head. I was like, bam. <laughs> I had no navigational skills at all. <laughs> I was running around, bam. <laughs> like, boy, sit down. That's why they I invented the helmets. Too quick. Huh? That's why they invented helmets. <laughs> I know. I was a special needs child. Okay, so um. Go with it. Yes, yes. <laughs> Slow down, boy. Slow your roll. Um, all right. They got coffee and conversations here on the 29th of April as well, 2 to 4. All right, yeah. Phyllis Clements. Phyllis Clements, yes. So we have a whole list. And also, too, we have an art talk here because um, we have the wonderful artwork here of Shona McDaniels and Marshall Bailey. Bailey up on the walls. And they have an art talk here moderated by Milton 510 Boeings and it's April 29th from 5 to 7 p.m. So you can bring your children in the morning on April 29th and then take them home and then come back for adult talk about art and intellectual stuff um, so you don't have to be running after your children. Yeah. Talk about art and and all this kind of stuff. I don't know what the theme is about it, but if you've never seen Shona's work, it's beautiful. I like that piece over there with the gold. With the gold. I don't know what that is. Gold paint? Foil? It, no, or it's foil. Gold it foil, foil? Or, or leaf. Gold, gold leaf. Metallic leaf. Oh. Because, you know, it'd be like, okay, I'm going to go and uh, scrape it off. See? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Be like, be like, that's ah. why they don't let, That's Times why they have signs in the museum that don't touch. <laughs> okay, be like, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah uh, be, on, uh. be on Craigslist. I got, I got, uh, I got gold foil. I got gold foil for, <laughs> for sale. For shavings. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Put it, put it on your TV at Go Grill. Okay, so um, <laughs> all right. Um, so our first guest, I got three chairs up here today. Hopefully, you guys can see that on Facebook. I have three chairs. I'm gonna go over there and fix three it chairs. once they sit down. Um, so come on, come on, ladies. And so why do you have three chairs, sir? I have three chairs because we have three beautiful guests, wonderful guests, um, that is going to talk about what it's like, because I don't know what it's like to be a diva. They're going to tell us what it's like to be a a diva. diva. Yeah. A diva. Diva. You never thought about it? So then how'd you wake up one morning and become a diva? I don't know. It just happened one day. It just happened one day. So I I, I guess, uh, Welcome. Thank, Thank you, guys. How y'all doing? Thanks for having us. For those that can see, they're looking lovely. And they have their lips on, too. <laughs> see? So if they got their lips on, that make them special, extra special divas. <laughs> Without the lips, oh, hey, look. All right. It, All right. It's a small D. Yeah, so. Just a small D. 
So you guys can just swing this around when you're talking. Okay. Okay. And um, and because you know we we only can afford four mics. All right. <laughs> we only can afford four of them. <laughs> so who are you, beautiful ladies? Tell us who you are. My name is Frankie Edwards Lee, and I'm the co-founder of All About You Diva, the Diva Market, and my partner, Miss Daphne Burgess. Okay. And our other team player here, Miss Lolita. My name's Lolita Johnson Hopkins, also known as Imani. Imani. Yeah. Okay, so welcome, ladies. Welcome, hey, listen. welcome, welcome. So they're here celebrating one year of having this organization rock the city. So tell us what you do at the Diva Market. What is the Diva Market? Well, the Diva Market it uh, consists of black women that are in business. Uh, we started a year ago, and um, we saw that there was a need for women that are in business. We we didn't see it out here. We, I didn't see it out here, so we created the Diva Market. So it's been going on for one year now, and it's, it's growing. And uh, this Saturday will be our one-year anniversary. Okay. Uh, All right. So what are, what are some of the things this Saturday? You, so you're going to have this event Saturday, one-year uh, anniversary event on August, April the 15th. I'm already in the summertime. April the 15th. <laughs> I saw A. So I'm thinking August. <laughs> anyway, April 15th, you're going to have this event um, starting at 11 in the morning till 6 at night. That's a lot of hours. So tell us what we're going to be doing. Yeah, you want to talk to them about it, Daphne, or you want me? So we have um, vendors like we usually do, and Lolita could probably share some of those vendor names with you. We will have some entertainment. We have Straight Out Scribes coming to perform, ooh, ooh, ooh. Sonata and Stajabu, so I'll shout out to them. Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. And we are also featuring a young artist named Taylor Pinnell, so she will have some of her artwork available. And we have a DJ. We're going to have um, Sean Rayford come and serenade the ladies for a little bit. <laughs> and He's a saxophone player. Yes, he Sexual is. Chocolate. <laughs> Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. You still have a Jerry Curl. <laughs> yes. And we have a featured speaker. We have Lady Charmaine from 97.5 coming to share some words with us. And we'll also have Jay King, who's been a big supporter of the market from the beginning. So he'll come and speak as well. And then I think Lolita will tell you um, about the vendors that we have. So now, wait, wait, wait. I heard I mentioned Jay King. So is that saying that you don't just have to be a female to be a part of Divas? Can you be a male and work along with you, uh, Divas? A male yes, Diva? You can. A Divo? A di yeah, we call, we call oh, it a Divo last time, right? Yeah. A Divo. We like to have men who have products that are attractive to women. Oh. Okay. Our okay. focus is black women in business, though. Okay. Okay, but we don't discriminate. Okay. okay. Sometimes I wear wingtips. So I don't know if that. <laughs> I don't know if that qualifies. <laughs> I like to look at it. You know? <laughs> they, they have to be polished. This Saturday we have. Excuse me, over 30 fabulous vendors, yeah. local vendors, and some from the out, outside of the Sacramento community. Of course, we have uh, Jelena Johnson, who people know here for our beautiful handmade ethnic products. Mm -hmm. Tammy Vaughn with her famous banana pudding. Y'all may have heard of her on 97.5. Oh. Um, and she's just lovely. But did you bring and some of that banana pudding with you? I know. What's no, up with that? You, did not. you got to come on Saturday. Yes, sure. Okay, Lawrence, listen. She'll be there. We're going to go oh, show up on Saturday. <laughs> um, Jay King, he's going to come in with his chili beans. 
and does some cooking. We have, like I said, over 30 vendors. Uh, Frankie's going to be a vendor. Daphne's going to be a vendor as well with their products. I'll be a vendor with mine. And we're going to have a lot of fun at over 30 vendors, something for every age group, something for children. Mm. And uh, come on out, do some shopping, do some Easter Easter shopping. Yeah. And and Mother's Day shopping early. Yeah, yeah. Mother's Day too at the Diva Market. It's that market. time of month at the Diva Market. Yeah. And I mean, you might as well buy it from a woman if you're going to buy something for your mama. Well, yeah. so she'll know what your mama needs. <laughs> I know. Like, this is this what is my mama needs. Yeah. No There's toasters. No toasters for Mother's Day. No toasters. You know, we have the real deal. You for said Mother's no Day. toasters. Okay. No toasters. <laughs> they don't like toasters. Women don't like toasters. Mm, no. Don't give me no toasters. How personal is that? Okay, really. <laughs> but anyway, we have. Mama, I bought you this treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. That's not right. I'm watching the Don't buy mama nothing that has anything to do with about improvement. I could hear my mother saying, and. But anyway. What else is with that? Just, uh, we have, God, it's so many. I'll just read a couple here. We have Jimbita. Mm-hmm. She is uh, a lady that does weight loss products and. Uh, Tish Allen, she has products for weight loss as well. Virginia Savoy, she's Miss V's seasoning. She does salt-free seasoning, and that's awesome. It's awesome. We use it at our home, and instead of salt, you just use her seasoning. You get the same results. Really, that's exactly. very good. You know, black folks, yeah. Black folks, you, need you need to be real careful. Mm-hmm. Real careful. Mm-hmm. Kimberly Taylor with Cat and Bear nat- Naturals. Um, Okay, we're going to have... So where's your furthest vendor coming from? How far are they Our coming? Our furthest is coming from... I think Fairfield. Where, no, didn't she, where does she live? Who's that? Elaine, does she live in Oakland? Oh, yeah, Elaine Smith. Um, yeah, she's coming from, yeah, Oakland. I think she has some so that's a, that says that the word is getting out pretty yeah, far. Yeah, Okay. I think Oakland. And Elaine so, has been one of our regulars, too, in the past as well. All right. She, she sometimes, she's at the African market, but she has these um, beautiful... Um, uh, copper jewelry, uh, um, brass jewelry, really, really unique. Okay. And she has a story to tell about her her, her pieces, how she got started. So and now she, you, you mentioned the other market in town. How do you differ? Talk about that for one second. Um, the African market is, is the founder is uh, Ra okay. uh, West. And his thing is... is um, it's more of a, it's an African market. Okay. And he kind of concentrates on the African, um, gosh, I don't know. Okay. They have um, vendors, African um, vendors that have African products. A lot of people who have different products. Okay. Like what we, some of what we have too, but his focus is mainly on the African, Pan-Africanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he started his market. Uh, he shared his story with me and he started the market from by reading um, Marcus Garvey. Okay. And that was something that came to him to, to create a um, African market. Marketplace. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was one of the first really here in Sacramento. And and I um, kind of like uh, saw what he was doing and was inspired by what he was doing. And we're in a location uh, where it's lots of space, really, at 1001 Del Paso um, Boulevard. So, um, and we're on the north side. So... Daphne and I, we had originally started the Diva uh, Day back in 2012, um, and then we kind of took a break for about a year or two, and then we decided to start up a Diva Market um, after really uh, watching uh, Raw West. So we continued with the Diva Market. And so we started at 1001 Del Paso, but because of the uh, climate in our building, we decided to um, talk with uh, Sharon Wright, 
the lady, uh, the owner of the um, Carol's Books, Mm -hmm. and asked if we can bring uh, the Diva Market there to Carol's Books, and she said it was okay. So we've been there since um, November, and it's it's been really well, really good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Can I just add? I just like to add a major difference is the focus on women and w- women entrepreneurs. That's and what I wanted it, to say. our difference. Yes, yeah, the go. major difference. And we're really t- developing a, a cohesive group of women supporting each other in their businesses. And it's beautiful. It, it's smaller it's, and, and it's tight. And the, the, the focus, I, I can see this getting bigger and bigger and bigger all on a level of positiveness. I really, really do enjoy going and participating. Okay, very cool. Can I say one more thing too? And not, not you can only, say three more things. Okay. Go on and say about five more things. Uh, not only are we um, having a diva market with women that are in business, but we focusing on um, women that are in business, um, not just by being a market, but by educating these women on how to um, run your business, how to market your business, how to um, look into your finances, how to tax write-offs, everything, because we're all women that are in business. So, so you say you have a speaker. So what are they going to be speaking on? What is their topic? One of our speakers, her name is Yolanda. More than one. Mm-hmm. Argent. Actually, she's probably the one as far as the business, okay. women that are in business. She's one who's a um, communicator, uh, a communications speech coach. But she also... Um, familiar with um, social media. So she's she's going to speak on how to take the social media and use it as a marketing tool. Okay. So she's one of our speakers that will be speaking to the women having to do with their business. Okay. So the, the Diva Market, to a certain extent, is somewhat of a uh, support group for women. Mm-hmm. Everybody's supporting each other. Come on out. I can help you get to where you want to go. You can help me get to where I want to go. But at Support the same for time. for women in, in business. Yeah. And women in business. That sounds good. And one thing that's really um, amazing about the Diva Market, too, is that we um, we love it when people come, but we also support each other. We circulate our dollars within the vendors that are at the market because okay. um, it's not just about you know, making the money. It's about supporting each other, supporting each other's business. And um, we have a lot of great vendors, like Lolita said, who have been there from the very beginning. And um, we really, truly support each other when we're there. So at this market, y'all sell food? You say you sell food? Uh, Yeah, we'll have um, some vendors that will be be at our- uh, Refreshment. Banana pudding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay King will be there with his sister, famous uh, Chili. Um, there's a, uh, a Banana uh, Creole cuisine <laughs> vendor um, by the name, I think it's Heavenly Cuisine, if I'm not mistaken. But she has cuisine dishes. Um, someone's going to come with desserts. I can't recall who Banana that is. Pudding. We have such a large list here. <laughs> and then we're going to have wine tasting with um, MJ McWhorters. Very cool. Some wine pudding. tasting Some and pudding. banana pudding. Some pudding. <laughs> yeah, now, we, we've had people come through our Diva Market, and unfortunately, one, one of our third Saturdays, um, Banana uh, It's called fat, Famous Fatso Banana Pudding She was not oh, there Oh wait a minute Wait hold so on I've people. had the Famous Fatso Banana Pudding So that's mm. our Banana Pudding lady 
Trust me. Oh. She's famous. Oh, she's famous. Oh, yeah, but I she's mean, famous. Seriously, the name is just a name, but the yeah. pudding yeah. is the pudding is the pudding. Right. Yeah. It's in the pudding. Oh, it's in the pudding. Mm-hmm. It's in the pudding. The it takes Jay to talk about um, the pudding being like crack. So that's just yeah, how good it, 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 it will make you, you will chase her around town. <laughs> yeah. And people came, people, people was upset when they came to the diva market and did not see her there. Girl, where you at? Totally upset. Yeah. You know, and people left. Some people turned around like, what? Yeah. The banana bun is not here? Oh, I'm out of here. So yeah, they no, she's serious. <laughs> See you next month. So yeah, right. Be here this month. Okay, that's good. That's good. So everybody that that wanted to come out is going to be able to come to out this time and get some pudding. That's right. And then and then also too, you have some other stuff, some savory food too happening. Some good healthy foods. So oh well, the <laughs> banana pudding healthy. <laughs> <laughs> you got bananas in it. You got your trans fats. <laughs> we got something for everybody. So yes, yes. So what are what are the things that um you want to do with the diva market in the future coming up? You've done some great things um in your first year. So what are you planning for this new year coming? My vision is to, to hope that we have more workshops for women that are in business, not just like I said the market, but how do we educate these women? So we're hoping to have workshops. Business workshops. Okay. Uh, was there anything else that we talked about, but we did not? Just, um, just expanding the market. Hopefully, um, more vendors interested in participating. Um, we've had some vendors who've been with us from the very beginning, and I steadily, I feel like over the months we've had at least one or two new vendors that okay. have come okay. and um, d- and joined the group. So I would like to see that continue to grow as well and continue to get the word out. Yeah. Um, we love to see more people coming to yeah. the market, and um, you know the word has been building, and um, people have more people have been coming steadily. So um, you know to see growth and participation and attendance. All right. Yeah, more women in one place. That's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> and the men, the men, are, invited. men are invited too. Men are invited men too. Are invited and actually, we have quite a few male shoppers that come in and shop. So, wait, what type of things do the vendors have for guys? So, so just to get the guys to come out, some lotion. Because when you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be honest, with you, I'm speaking for the guys. When you hear, when you hear the name Diva Market, you almost think they're not invited. So, what would be for the guys to bring them there? Well, incense products. Um, I have colognes with my business, men's colognes. And one thing that I have found in, in my business is that men, most men don't like to shop. Yeah. And they, uh, they well, know. Well, probably like to shop. I shop all the time. Yeah. They, <laughs> they know their women and they know what they like, but they don't know exactly where to go to get those things. And uh, us as vendors, we deal with all kinds of people from all kinds of background, mostly women. So mm-hmm. we are excellent pr- professional shoppers for folks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for my business, I would say, well, what is it that you're looking for? What does she like? Yeah. Um, da, 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 da. And so here are some suggestions. for the woman in your life. The woman in yeah. your life. Or did the boy, women in your life just don't just don't bring them all at the same time? <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying. Keep it separate. And then we have knit products, knit products for men, and we have jewelry for men. Yeah, we have jewelry and okay. lots of decorative items for men for for people for okay, people. For if you're people, really period. into art, there's a lot of art. Okay. It's a, it's a very diverse group of very quality vendors, really quality at a very reasonable price very reasonable price vendors 
Yeah, and, and and you know, and not only that, but you get to support people that's local, exactly, and people that you know, and you know, you don't have to go to Macy's. Don't go to Macy's. You exactly. know, go and go to support each other. Right. Um, I like the way they um, they talked about that. The circulation of the black dollar stays within the black community for five minutes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in other communities, it stays for like at least a day. Yeah. But we like five. So as soon as we get our paycheck, we're going to Walmart. You know. Right. Yeah. And we need to stop that. Exactly. And because the more we spend amongst ourselves. The more we come here and buy black books, the more we go to your the dealer market and buy soaps and incense and pudding that um, <laughs> that you know we support oh, each other, you know. Yes. And then when I spend money with you, you might spend money with me. Exactly. Nice yeah. Exactly. So you might buy some poetry from me. Exactly. You know exactly. So that's all. That's all. Or might go down to uh, to Goss's place and buy some some art or some clothes. Or, or, or buy clothes now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, like, hey, he listen, I'm, I'm a Galatique now. Yeah. He's a <laughs> he's a, <laughs> yeah, a Galatique. A Galatique. He's always making up words. <laughs> you know, Goss we make up words. Yeah. He has a whole lexicon to himself. So um, <laughs> he said, "This is the this is the what you say the design district." That's it. That's right. That's it's what it the, is. It's the design district. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Uptown. Uptown. Love it. Uptown. 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 Where are you going tonight? Uptown. Uptown. That's right. <laughs> Uptown. And the Diva, the, the Diva, the Diva Market is Uptown in the Design District. Yeah. Over okay. there on, the on the boulevard. What's your, what's your what's your gallery called? Goss Art Gallery Studio. Goss Art Gallery. So he's one block from, south yeah, of the Diva guys. Market. So you go to right. the Diva Market and go up to the, and then go and look at some Uptown. art while you eat your pudding. Yeah. Eat your pudding amongst the arts. Well, you know, I have to just say, since you're talking about Uptown on the Boulevard. The Boulevard is starting to be a place to be. There's a lot of things yeah. starting to happen. Things are, <clears throat> it's looking very bright. A lot of, um, there's a new restaurant there. There's going to be a, a a coffee shop opening up soon. So there's a lot of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Fancy. So fancy. come on up. Fancy visit th- visit different areas of Sacramento. Sacramento is a big place. And if you can get around, get around. Sacramento is the bomb. People don't know how good Sacramento is. Mm-hmm. I love Sacramento. Shake it up, Buttercup. Yeah, I love Sac- Sacramento is the bomb. I'm sorry. All right, so um, um, uh, anything else that you guys wear? Do you guys have a website or a Facebook page or yes. anything like that? Oh, oh you're going to? Go on with it. They're going to uh, sing a our song. Our website is allaboutudiva.com, and also our Facebook page is All About You Diva. <laughs> Well, so go out there. All, so about all about you. All about the it's diva. And our acronym you. too, to diva, is determination, independence, vision, and ambition. So go on with it. So even your 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 website have attitude. That's right. <laughs> It's all about you. Wait, three snaps up. (laughs) Oh, they snapping now. And I just want to say thank you, you guys, for having us on your show. And and I I just um, want to say you guys are doing a great job with BTS. Um, And and. I love how you guys hung in there all these yeah, all this time. Yeah, thank thank um, um, Mother Rose for allowing us to for have, allowing to, us to be to here. Be here, that's right. We uh, appreciate her. Yeah, appreciate her very much um, to allow us to be here um, to be amongst our peoples. All right, thank you. Oh, and just one very last thing, for real. Not like the preachers, okay. for oh, real. Like <laughs> it's okay. Um, we gonna close the doors of the church. <laughs> Pass the plate. Um, you know, the one year anniversary is just the beginning. You know, okay. just the beginning. We will be in business beyond that. We okay. do have vendors every at this point every third Saturday hmm. at uh, Carol's Books, and uh, I'm the vendor coordinator. I'm the person to contact for that. Okay. So if anyone is out there who's interested. 
in learning more about being a vendor with the Diva Market, they can contact me at 916-420-9887. Say it again. 916-420-9887. Somebody didn't hear you. One more time. 916-420-9887. And that's Lolita, also known as Imani. All right. So if you have if you have a all you people out there, if you have a um, if you're a black woman and you have a business and you want you got a to product. set up something for third Saturdays, you know, go and to the diva market called Lolita. 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 <laughs> Lolita. <laughs> Snap. Snap. <laughs> Lolita. All right. You can call Lolita and um and 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 She'll set, turn get it set, you, set up. up. Yeah. If you got some chicken out there you want to sell or you know <laughs> something. No chitlins, please, no chitlins. Um that's that's the snap. Oh, don't look at me like that. <laughs> Wait, she said you better get some chitlins up in there. <laughs> You better bring a chitlin. <laughs> She's from the South. <laughs> She's like, what you talking about? No um, So, yes. So, put your hands together for together. the Diva Market. Diva Market is where it's at, y'all. One yes. year anniversary. Thank one you all for coming. One year anniversary. They one years old right now. Very April fifteenth, twenty seventeen, eleven a.m. to six p.m. <laughs> Carol's bookstore this weekend. You all, yes. the Diva Market. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you for coming. Yes, Lolita. Lolita, call Lolita, y'all. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, Lolita, scream that number one more time. Say it. <laughs> 916-420-9888 and a 7. Call Olita if y'all want to be in the house. Our next guest is uh, Paul Willis and Fran. Um, so we're going to bring him up. It's, since it's Poetry Month, we're going to have Paul Willis give us some poetry for this month. And um, What's up now? We're going to talk about that jacket in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Yeah. I got some things to tell you. <laughs> um, so, yes, I'm, we're picking you up, so that's good. Awesome. Uh, good evening. My name is Paul Willis. Yes. Uh, with me is Tyson Brown. Um, How's everybody? Uh, we're groovy. Yeah, and, and I definitely want to bring him into this conversation. Uh, but in honor of National Poetry Month, and uh, I'm part of the crew, ZFG, and it's National Guerrilla Poetry Month for us, oh, oh. Um, wanted to just pop up and uh, do a quick piece and talk a little bit about what we got going on for the rest of this month. So wait, 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 wait. go back for a minute. Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know and those that are not aware, <clears throat> what do you mean by Gorilla Poetry Month? Uh-huh. So um, we, we started this uh, worldwide campaign where we wanted poets to take their pieces out of the coffee shops or out of the open mic scene, the spaces where you traditionally would receive poetry. Um, and we wanted to bring it straight to the people in places where they weren't expecting it and exposing them to this new like art form um, that they may not have had a chance to um, experience before. So we've done uh, spoken word on like the bus, the light rail, the candy aisle of a uh, supermarket. We've walked in a tower cafe at the height of dinner time um, and just started uh, busing with a whole bunch of poets. Um, and, and, and when you did that, what was the response? Um, in different spaces, different responses. Um, I, I wrote a piece while I was on the back of the 51 and the piece that we did on the bus, the bus driver pulled over 
and wanted to hear and watch the performance. So he's like, you know, he, he tapped me real quick. He's like, how long is it going to keep going? I was like, we got like one more minute of this and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to keep it moving. And he was like, okay. So he just pulled over, parked and watched. But when we did it in, in uh, the Safeway in the candy aisle and uh, Russell, yeah, uh, Russell. yeah <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was doing a piece about um, the- just like healthy eating. He got stopped by a security guard in Safeway um, who was like, you know, you can't really do this. And Russell, you know, talker um, yeah. let him know it was for the Michelle Obama campaign and <laughs> all this stuff so the security guard was like look man I'm not gonna argue I'm just gonna take a lap around the store and if you're done great but if you're not done we're gonna have problems so he was able to kind of get his piece off so he said, Obama's that's, my cousin that's, like, that's how that's how that works yeah. um, and it's gorillas like G-U-E R-I-L-L-A and not like gorilla like so there's no like misconception not like yeah, yeah. right it's, it's not that um, not monkey gorilla right okay. but gorilla as in like we're we're, we're rebelling against some of the systems and structures that you know our society might have in place so Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Great I got, I got, a, I got out the shower and they was there. And it was like, <laughs> all right. All right. So, um, so, uh, um, how long you been doing poetry? Um, and who do we have here? I, I'm, I'm unfamiliar with his face. Yeah, uh, my name is Tyson Brown. I am a friend of Paul. He kind of yeah. just snatched me up here. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have a meeting actually next door yeah. about this uh, joint venture thing that we're we're doing um, with So Far Sound. So we are working on that project together uh, and we're bringing that here to Sacramento. We actually just pulled off our first show in Davis and our next show is coming up in downtown Sacramento at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, So we'll we'll talk more about that but I don't want to steal the mic from you, man. Okay, so my name is Tyson Brown. I moved here in Sacramento in July of last year. Oh, Um, welcome. Thank you. (laughs) I love the creative scene. (coughs) Sorry. I love the creative scene that was here in Sacramento so I was like, I want to do something about that. So I started this brand called Freak, F-R-E-E-C period, stands for Freely Create. Um, it's basically for artists to like, you know, freely express yourself, go, go above and beyond what you think you can do. Mm-hmm. And for like young artists and creatives to like really accept who they are as, as their crea- creative and unique self and um, just go ahead and do their self. And that's that's how I started it. Because I, at the beginning of, of my career as a photographer and filmmaker, I was kind of scared. Like, what is somebody like doesn't like it. I'm gonna feel bad. It was like, forget that. Just do it, man. Mm-hmm. Like you feel more free when you like freely express yourself and get out there. So I created it um, that way with that mindset. And now I pretty much promote artists and art events around here in Sacramento. I do a few interviews. My first interview was with this guy named De- uh, David Garibaldi. I'm not sure if you guys know know him. He's like a Sounds big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like this big art painter performer. And he's 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 uh he's here in Sacramento. He's good. He's dope. Uh so after that I realized, all right, this is it. I'm gonna keep doing this. So I got to do another interview with these folks called Free uh for the Creatives and then this dancer named Brandon, a.k.a. Nobody. And so I'm just really loving the art scene here. I actually just entered the uh, competition called Calling All Dreamers mm-hmm. to open up a studio space downtown for Freak where you can come in, you see artists, merch, and um, art, the artwork posted up. We have, like, some dope music playing in the background. I don't like boring stuff, so you, it'd be <laughs> <laughs> Chance the Rappers type stuff. So, um, <laughs> so where'd you move here from? You said you came from someplace else. Where'd you come from? I moved here from Georgia. Oh, yeah, but oh, I'm or- really? yeah I'm originally from Akron, Ohio, uh, Decatur. Decatur, Decatur, Georgia. Georgia. I don't know what that's at. But that's like East Atlanta. That's East of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. 
So, North of so what's, what's the difference in between Georgia and here? <laughs> the diversity, especially because, okay. you know, black people, for the most part, keep to themselves out there. I didn't really see like much mix of culture at all. Mm. He um, was in Georgia, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, like, I mean, you go to so those certain neighborhoods where like most of the, the white people stay at and you get that that weird feeling like everyone's watching you. It's just like, oh, okay, it's real out here. It's real. Because <laughs> everybody was watching you. Yeah. yeah. You feel your blackness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you feel your but blackness. I mean, I wasn't scared. I was just like, what do y'all want from me? So, <laughs> but you know, Are I went you born to, in Georgia. I wasn't. I was uh, originally born in Akron, Ohio. Okay, so that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I moved to Georgia when I was eleven. I was like two thousand eight. I'm kind of young, so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so moving out here was was real so what, cool. So what brought you out here? Um, city here, in fact. So me and Paul, okay. we're both in city here. Okay. Yeah. So I'm always with kids. I love my kids, man. Like, it's cool just to see the next generation coming up and you being a part of that and showing them like, hey, like, you don't have to stay where you are in this circumstance right now. Like, it's a whole world out there. Go get yours. Okay. So. All right. Very cool. Yeah. All right. So do you have some portraits? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. Let's just jump right into it. Revolution more Martin and Malcolm. Ain't televised. I wonder what's the outcome. We sit with privileges and power black people and ivory towers properly positioned between police and protest. We protect a doctrine of discovery instead of trauma and recovery. My dreams are longer comforting. So I stay woke praying seems too simple. The complexity of these issues are weighing on my mentor. I write for therapy on instrumentals. Some people don't have that. They lab rats is buying into this dangerous duality. 1% fallacy. 99% of the others participating passively and those who are active catch the backlash we chain the whips of slavery free at last can see it fast they got the wool over your eyes religion and politics are not blessings in disguise mm. all right yeah uh, snap, snap, <laughs> thank you so um so how that so how do you feel about that thing that happened just recently in sacramento where the, the kid was trying to cross the street and the police officer said you know, start beating him down. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, in in Del Paso, right? Mm, I, I uh, think in, so. in the Heights. I think so. I forgot. Where I, it's or or, may, or maybe it was somewhere in the north. I think I re- was like tagged in 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 the on the video, um, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's really upsetting um, when communities can't trust their law enforcement, but. Ultimately, you know, we we know and we understand that this country wasn't really built for us. Um, it wasn't um, th- these systems and structures that were created and designed uh, really didn't have us in mind. Um, and, you know, there, there are powers and, and people who benefit um, economically off of uh you know, the 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 torture, enslavement, um, and entrapment of others. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that it's bred a pretty dangerous culture out here. Um, and small examples, uh, you know, I know that's huge for the people involved, but, you know, you hear these different examples, whether it's somebody crossing the street um, or uh, somebody standing outside of a convenience store um, or, um you know, somebody just trying to pump their gas, uh, you're, you're a target, you're a suspect at all times. Um, and when people have a quota to fill, you know, so that the jails still stay filled, um, you know, it, it's then, you know, these systems kind of reinforce 
those bad habits. Mm. So um, I think there needs to be a change in culture. I think that there needs to be a change in like attitudes, but um, it starts with people kind of coming together and, and seeking to understand more than they seek to be heard. And I think that's a really difficult skill right now. So how, how, how much does like current events influence your poetry? Uh, very, very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, my art is a reflection of my work in the community. Um, you know, I, I've been with City Air for this is at the end of this year. It'll be full eight years. Oh wow! Kind of starting my ninth year with the organization. It's a career now. Huh? Yeah, and I, I've I've been in youth development for over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, you know, when I uh, hear the stories of, of, you know, the students that I work with when I reflect back on my own experience uh, with race, with the law, politics, and, and just my trying to figure out my place in the world. Um, all of those things factor into my music, my art form, uh, my, my poetry and all of that. So, um, yeah, current events definitely shapes kind of where I'm at. Um, and I try to be as mindful as I can be to not let current events kind of overwhelm me to the point where I feel like I, I, I can't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like, I can't freely create. And, yeah. and that's why I really appreciate Tyson yeah. and what, what he's doing as well, because, um, you know, we, we need that spark. We need that energy to just remind us, um, you know, that we can do whatever it is that we set our minds to, right. um, despite the obstacles and challenges that we know are in the way, we can find workarounds uh, by building together, by building our community um, and all of that. So, Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so I like the last part you said. Yeah. That it's possible. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You got, you got to keep up alive. You can't look at it. You can't look at it as the end. You got to keep moving. Yeah. Right. You got to keep that hope alive, you know, because yeah. when you lose hope, that's I, I love the way this one person says, like, you know, it's all about options. Right. Once you once you run out of options, then you, you begin to feel in a lot of ways. I think that uh, what's happening with the black community is because we feel like we lost options. You know, we're losing options and we feel cornered in a lot of ways. And and it's nice to, you know, have people out there that's trying to trying to present options to us, you know, like, oh, there is, you do have a chance. You still have options, you know, and because a lot of times I, I see them all the I see them, I, you know, I ride the bus everywhere. Yeah. And I see it all the time. You see people just, you know, they feel like they just lost options. Like they just don't have any more options, you know, <laughs> and, and it's, 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 it's insane, you know, especially with this whole legalization of weed thing. Right. <laughs> and, and yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, uh, Michelle Alexander put it very succinctly that you know, white people are about to make a lot of money off of what black people are still in jail for. And yeah. it's, 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 it's very interesting. But yeah. you know what though? When black people have to learn how to make that same money. Yeah. But the, you know, the, the, the mean, way the law, the way the law is written is that <laughs> if you ever been to jail, you know, you can't participate in well, this new field. Yeah. So they haven't been to jail. So you have all these experts. You have all these experts in the weed field, you know, uh-huh. and, and was, making, you know, yeah. marijuana and making money doing it. And then but they can't participate in the new economy of the, you know, marijuana economy because they have this from marijuana, they have this you know, yeah, and it's, it's, it's not. It's, it's, it's very interesting. It's a, it's a yeah. dichotomy. Yeah, and it's not. It's not just like the the having a record piece either. I was I was reading a, a newspaper article where they talked about the licenses and permits that it takes uh, to kind of start up 
uh, really. a business in that particular industry and, and like it's expensive for, yeah, you have for, to know the, the right answers to have you need to know how to fill the papers out and all yeah. that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. and and, and for the for the record mm-hmm. like i i don't smoke like i don't drink i'm total square um but so like in no way am i like profiting off of leaning one way or the other on, on this particular issue um but when it costs 25 to 30 thousand dollars to get started Sure. In 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 a in that particular business, um, it's a huge barrier. Yeah, that yeah that's yeah it's non redeemable, right? Like you can't you can't refund, you know any of that. You don't get that back. So um, I, I think about barriers like that mm-hmm. and how it benefits people who are already privileged. And when you look at or oh, can get a house loan, get a loan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when, when when you when you look at how our society is set up, mm-hmm. there's only certain kinds of people who I know that can afford. I can just throw $30,000 on this business and not even blink an eye, right? And those people typically don't look like me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was write a business plan and go to a bank and get right, a bank loan. Yeah. Right, and it's 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 not just like the marijuana industry. Like you you look at straight up legal industries. You look at the tech industry. Um, I was invited uh, to go to San Jose for this like giant like women's conference uh, for 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 the tech industry. I was invited by like a board member. It was, it was an amazing experience. Um, and then I, I walk in the room, right? So like their their campus is like twenty. Six buildings in Silicon Valley, like massive. I, I walk in this room and I look around the room and I realize, oh, okay, I'm one of the Not few. That many I'm, I'm one. Of, I'm one of the few males here. Oh, I wow. am. I am the only, only man of color man. in the room. Yeah. You know. And, and, oh wow. And I'm like, and I'm a guest in this space. And a lot of what they were talking about, just women in leadership and um, hiring practices and and working on building this inclusive, diverse workforce, that was a global conference I attended, right? Like they had already been going for 13 hours before I got there at 7.30 in the morning, right? They they had people in China and Australia and Africa and in the UK and just everywhere. and, I, and I, I just walk into this space and there's no one who looks like me. Like it blew my mind. It must be so global. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's not to say that like the tech industry, you need to start from a place of privilege when you look at the education system mm-hmm. and how we're failing our black and brown youth in math and science. There's they don't have a shot at those places unless they have gifted mentors and, and tutors and, and relationships that can help open the door into those spaces. So you know, I, I think, you know, the work needs to be done to continue to build our knowledge we and build our community. Exactly. Education. Because education. There's going to be no way we can ever have a fair chance until we educate ourselves. Right. And the system is you know, not going to do us any and favors. Th- but there's something else that's different. We also have to see ourselves in the game. Stop excluding ourselves. Stop saying we can't. Right. You know, stop thinking that things are impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my, from my experience, I taught college for 10 years. I don't have a degree in anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I've been a college professor. That's cool. Right. I've been in education for over a decade. I still don't have a degree. Sure. Like, so what that says, what that type of thing says that all things are possible and you can't shut the door on yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't do it. You know, um, we as black folks are some of the most talented, creative people on this earth. So we should be the kings and queens of entrepreneurship. Okay, we're at a time where now everybody's struggling to have a chance. So your chance is just as great as anybody else's. You have to just step up to the plate. Find what you're good at. What are you good at? That's what you need to find. And then once you find out what you're good at, then you can work it. You know, there's a beginning and an end to this life. What are you going to do in the middle? 
What are you going to do to get you from the beginning to the end? And right. we have to we have to stop sitting around and being the target. Move. You got to move around. Mm-hmm. What is it I want to do? I want to be this. Well, go ahead and be that. So what? You didn't go to school. Pick up a book about what you want to do. Find the people that are doing what you want to do. Get with them. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's what's yeah. what's happening. Who 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 wants to play football? I'm going to be with the people that play football. Who wants to play basketball? I'm going to be with the people that play basketball. It's not a hard answer. It's not something that you have to work hard to figure out. Yeah. Get on the train that you want to get on. In New York City, there's trains that go to all different boroughs. Get on the wrong train, you'll end up in the wrong place. So once people decide and figure out where they want to go, that's mm-hmm. the biggest problem. Most of us don't know where we want to go. Yeah. And that ends up with most of us ending up nowhere yeah. because we have no idea of what the destination is. Yeah. Can I say something real quick? Go ahead. Yeah. I think that uh, sometimes, like me being a big dreamer, um, and people looking at me like, how are you doing that? It's just like you literally just start somewhere. You got to do And people it. are so scared. Like, I don't know where to start. It's just like, just take one step forward. And then eventually you take another step forward. And eventually you take a lot more steps. It's just like you got to take one step. in most cases, what could someone say to you? No. Yeah. And then you go to the next person. Exactly. And you go to the next person. Everybody's not going to clap for you. You got to realize that everybody's not in your audience that's for you. Somebody's going to throw a pie at your ass. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that's but true. You, but you need to know that that shouldn't stop you from going where you want to go yeah okay i'm I, i've been on this earth 62 years i don't know a time when i could not do what i want to do mm-hmm. you know why because i tell myself i can exactly. okay i go wherever i want to go yeah what one of the uh one of the best pieces of advice that i ever got from a mentor um and his my mentor's name is jim tabuchi um I was in this program, uh, the Catalyst program. It's like leadership and professional development. It's ran through the uh, Sacramento Asian Chamber of Commerce. Um, And he was like the head of like HP, like over a decade ago when they were like blowing up. They like bought Nokia. Like that was him. That was his deal um, and all that stuff. One of the like greatest pieces of advice he ever told me was you belong in a room. Um, And don't like don't let somebody try to tell you that. You don't. Um, the fact that you're sitting here right now and you're see, you, you know, you're striving to better yourself every day. Um, you know, you obviously have a certain like knowledge and skill set that you bring to every situation. But uh, when you recognize the value in you, that's right. Then you can bring that value to other people. But if you don't recognize that for yourself first, Same. then you're gonna struggle with finding a place to fit in because nobody's gonna tell you where to fit in. You have to tell them. This Where is how I can fit. contribute That's right. in a positive way. So, Say so, it again. so that was I'm gonna ask you a question. Um, yeah. What kind of parents did you have? That's that's really funny, man. Um, <laughs> so uh, my mom, um, she she didn't raise me. Uh, my grandmother did. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was drinking and on drugs. It was like I was born in '87. Okay. All right, so I'm a little bit older than this guy to my left. Um, I think we all older than him. <laughs> <laughs> um, what y'all trying to say? Yeah, it's all good. That's all good. But, um, you know, my, my mom, she was drinking and she was on drugs, super heavy. Um, you know, back in the 80s, uh, there's no father's name on my birth certificate. Um, and when I, like, start to tell people my story, they kind of, like, want to like shove me away. They think it's like this like depressing thing. And I'm like, no, like my grandmother, she loved me. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a minister in a church and she, she was a genius in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 
an immigrant from Kingston, Jamaica, where she was born. My mom, older sister, were also born in Kingston. Uh, my grandmother studied nursing at Oxford in England, and then she moved to Boston. Okay. So then, like, you, you think about, like, the three craziest accents in the world. You know, she made sure I spoke the Queen's English growing up. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I think about my grandmother as, uh, you know, what, what she stressed to me growing up. She was a minister in the church. So, like, belief and faith um, in yourself, but also in this, like, higher power. Like, there's a plan. Uh, that was, like, core and um, very foundational for me. But also in, like, the power of your education and then service to the community. And that's how I got into City Year. Um you know, your education was something that no one can ever take away from you. Like, you can't unlearn something once you've learned it. Mm. Um, but then what you do with that, it, you can go ahead and make a whole bunch of money. But if you do ever become rich, then give back. Because okay. there are people who weren't fortunate enough, you know, to to have the same advantages or privileges that, that you might have. So, uh, you know, my, my grandmother raised me um, until she was about until I was 12. Um, and then she was, she got sick, uh, diagnosed with diabetes and like her health kind of started to deteriorate to the point where like we couldn't care for her at home. Like we had aunties who like moved in, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like everybody's kind of got those aunties in the neighborhood who like look out for you and your family when you're out. Uh, but they like moved in and were taking care of my grandma and like her needs were beyond like what they could uh, help provide. So um, she moved into her nursing home and was there for a number of years and she passed away in 2010. Um, but at that point, I'm, I'm 12, 13. Um, I'm going to this like independent Jesuit school that like one of my teachers said, oh, you would do well there. Like go there. Um, and it was an all boys like middle school. And I was like, I don't want to wear a tie. Like this is, I don't, why do I go to school, school all boys? I don't understand this. Um, but it was such a rigorous academic like place for me. And it was so a safe place. do you see the place. benefits of that today? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so it was a boarding school? Or? No, uh, it was a, it was like a day school in the middle of the city. They took kids from the hood who showed promise um, with test scores and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And we were in school uh, 7.30 in the morning. Um, we had like our morning assembly uh, and, and everyone kind of got together, made sure everybody was right for the day. And then we didn't get out of school until like 9 p.m. Damn. Yeah. We, <laughs> you know, we had like tu- tutoring and like, we had like, like my, chess my, club my. and, and track and field and basketball and stuff like that from like ready. three to five. They were getting you ready. Exactly. And then, um, and, and what, lot, they what they, they did with their, it's a lot. Yeah. What they did with their graduates, um, uh, they, they took them kind of out of that public school system and then they worked with like, sponsors or donors from the, you know, from the community outside of Boston and help those kids get into like the private schools in that area. And if y'all don't know anything about like prep school in the Northeast, it's the totally different beast. Yeah. Like they're spending two to three times more per student than the state of California. Like it's, it's kind of ridiculous. Um, my high school, I applied to like seven different schools, didn't get into any, um, and when I look back on the names, like I know why this like is Phillips Andover, Exeter Academy, just like these like top prep schools in the country. For me, what was important to me was going to a boarding school mm-hmm. because the courts said that I had to move in with my mom, mm-hmm. but oh, she wow. was still like 
struggling with her addictions and stuff like that. Mm. And I was like, if I, I go there, <laughs> right. Cause I was already like, yeah. I'm out the house by like six, not back in the house until like 1030. And like, people are mad at me cause I'm not taking out the trash or washing the dishes. I'm like, I'm not here to like do this. So I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm working on getting my education. And like at home, it didn't like sit well with mm. folks. Um, but I knew at like 13, 14 that if I make this decision to like live at school, then You'll be I better. can, yeah, it'll, it'll less of a burden on my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be provided for and taken care of. I get to challenge myself um, in, in all of that. So I was making like real grown up decisions at that time. Um, but it like, you know, that also comes with this like struggle, this like dichotomy of like I go away to school and then it's winter break and I got to go home. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I don't know if I'm coming back to school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but you the, got one the, question now. How you like yeah. me now? How you like me now? Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was crazy. Great. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think about uh, the summer of my freshman year and not too many people know this story, but I'm the last kid on campus. Because nobody came to pick me up. And I was at school for a week. Like, and everyone had already gone home. But it's because, like, there was no money to, like, put yeah. me on a bus or a yeah. train. Yeah. There was no, like, no one in my family had a car. Right. So we had to, like, reach out to a family friend who, like, That's wasn't real. available yeah. until a week, a week later. later. That's real. Um, and, and on that car ride home, he's telling me, yo, when you come back, you got to be the man in the house. You know, your brother, he's, like, not confrontational. And I'm like... You don't have to be confrontational. Like, he's my older brother is a year older than me at that point. Like, he's 15. What's he gonna do? Like, my mom's a grown adult. Like, if she's making these poor choices, then like we gotta do it for ourselves. And my brother gotta go get a job. So fast like, forward, fast forward. You know, all what of is, that. What does the family think about you today? Oh man. So it was crazy because my mom and I, we like didn't have a relationship for a long time. Um, and it wasn't until uh I left college. And we started to kind of rebuild that relationship. Today, my family's like super proud. Um, my mom, she she's been, she's not doing that stuff that she was doing then. Uh, but now there's a whole other series of like health related issues that, that earlier life. Yeah, from 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 that time before. Um, I think about my older brothers and sisters now. My my oldest sister started her family down in uh, Florida. You know what I'm saying? She's got three beautiful kids. I'm about to go to my nephew's graduation. He's going to be a college football player. Like, he got a whole bunch of scholarships. He's amazing. Um, you know, my my other sister, Sharifa, she started her family um, in uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, she, 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 she went to Hood College in Maryland. Got four points. Yeah, Hood College in Maryland. It's funny. I, I literally, I just put this in a song. She went to Hood College. Got straight A's at Hood College. Got into the uh, Kennedy like business school at Harvard. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, and from there, like, was working for the government for a while. Was doing a couple other jobs, and then she uh, went to UPenn for law school. Mm. And you know what I'm saying? So she's got like two advanced degrees. You know what I'm saying? A master's degree in business. So what you saying? Everything degree. that you're saying. With yeah. you saying everything that you're saying, mm-hmm. then. All things are possible. All things are possible. And that people should just put a little bit more work into what they plan on doing and things could actually happen. Yeah. You know, stop moving around. Everything you're looking for is right around you. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And there's, well, you know, I think, but I think a lot, a lot, you know, on top of what you're saying, I think mm-hmm. a lot can be, can be traced back to his grandmother. You know, she gave him. Grandmother had the foot. 
She yeah. gave she gave him that spark, right? Mm-hmm. She put that she put yeah. the knuckle yeah. on. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's interesting because then you see even my older brother and, and, and my younger brother, right? My it, so it's my two older sisters, my older brother, then me, then my little sister, my little brother. Uh, my little brother was actually raised by my mom. Um, and I think about like where he's at in his life. Mm-hmm. It took him a while to kind of come around and get started because for a long but time, had examples of you guys, yeah, right? yeah. But for a long time, he was in the streets, yeah. You know, and um, that I, was based on what he was seeing your mom doing, yeah. And yeah. It, it was really hard to try to tell him different. Um, and he's one of the few folks who like in my family who who know his. You know, he knows his father, um, but his father like. In my opinion, I mean, uh, my brothers and sisters might think differently. <laughs> my opinion, his father is not the greatest example, um, you know, for him. So, um, but he really looks up to his parents because he has them. And he, I think he recognized, like, the fact that, like, we didn't have ours and the struggles that we had to go through. And there was a lot that was missing in terms of, like, inner family, like, relationships and just dynamics because there wasn't those figures present. So there was a lot we had to learn on our own. Um but he had people he could learn from. So I think he tried to learn from them, but they weren't the greatest example. So it ended up not being necessarily like the best kind of soil yeah. for him to grow his seed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think with, with every success story, you could always trace it back to that to one source. little that thing. One yeah. yeah. It was definitely I had, my grandma. Yeah, I had this, I had this, um, I had this this lady that my mom and I stayed with when we was going through some things in Detroit. And she took <laughs> us in. And um, she called. She called me all the time, little professor. That's what she called me, and it just stuck with me. You know, it, it, she didn't necessarily have to do anything, but kept that positive reinforcement, little professor, little professor, saying, you know, basically, you know, that you're smart. You know, that you're smart. That you can. You can do something. You can do yourself. something with your mind. You know, you don't have to be. You know, because I think black males have the hardest time. Because we are suspected to be physical and rough and tough and 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 well, we have to, we have to be protectorists. And they was like like they was chastising you because you wasn't taking out the trash. You know, you had all this stuff, this stuff that they wanted that they idea of what a man was and what a man was supposed to do put on you. And but it was Grandma that saved the day. Yeah, but grandma <laughs> but but it yeah. was the opposite, but it was the opposite of things that that he needed to do, you know, instead of those ideas that we have in our minds or what we think a man should be. But it was the opposite, you know, staying in school, learning, do those things that wasn't traditional yeah. in the black community that that really, you know, you know, that saved you, you know. Yeah. And um, I, I think about how my life would have been it's different. Asymmetrical in a way. It's yeah. Weird. I think about how my life would have been different if I had two strong parental figures. Um I don't know if I would be where I am now because I think about all the learning lessons that I've been able to gain through my experience. Um, but I look at some of my friends who, who grew up in, in a household like that. Um, there are just certain uh, there are certain supports that they're able to kind of begin their adult life with that I don't think is apparent to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no no pun intended. <laughs> When, when 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 they're raising their children, but I, I think about some of my friends who um, have lived with their parents till 25, 26. They've been able to save fifteen to twenty, twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars before they move out of their parents' yeah, house. Yeah. They are buying homes while living in their parents' home. Right. You know, yeah, like that's a big leap for it. Yeah. That's those are yeah. huge privileges yeah. that I don't think people like 
understand um, what what that world is like. And I heard this one this one debater. He said it was the parental welfare, like they pass on this surplus to their children, but just by giving them a roof over their head, just by you know, a lot of times they think they're doing it for themselves, but they're not. You know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I, I put myself up by my own, you know, but but no, you got parents that you stay with. You got parents that if you could actually go like, leg up. yeah, give you a leg up. You're like, oh, I can't pay my cell phone bill. This, can you give me some money? Like, mm-hmm. I don't got nobody I can turn to do like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, people that they don't realize how powerful that and not only that, it's the intergenerational. You got you got not only parents, but grandparents that you can turn to. Then, then you got aunties and you got these big families. And and, you know, I know I don't have that. You know, so you're right. It's like people don't understand that um, the blessings that blessings. that yeah. those things that have, yeah, family. that come with family, that yeah. comes with that kind of thing, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I challenge people who who struggle with understanding what it is to go see fences. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, I'm just thinking about that. Fences is amazing, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and just that. The dynamics between father and son. The Denzel Washington movie, yeah. right? Yeah, see, that whole, that whole yeah. father in that days. That's my dad. I could see my father sitting there. You know, my father was a self-made man, a mechanic. So here comes this son that he has. That's this artist, this dancer, this choreographer, all these different things. My father don't even understand me. He don't even begin to know how to understand me. So I grew up in a situation where I had to find other people who could help me be who I needed to be. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? I'm trying to say I had love of my father and my mother in the same house, but I had a dad that didn't understand this creative son. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my twin brother was everything he needed. Another mechanic. Right. Oh, oh, get under that car and get greasy with me. <laughs> you know, my thing was where the water at so I could wash my hands. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the differences. So growing up with a father, Father, like my father, my yeah. father, you know, I used to say, Dad, how come, you ain't, how come you ain't never say you love me? Oh, boy, go ahead somewhere. Yeah. Get on out the way. Yeah. You know, but and the, but the most amazing thing was one day I ran, I came up to my house and I had on this suit I had just made, this red suit. And I jumped out the car and I ran in the house and I could hear my father say, you see that suit my boy got on? He made that suit. Mm. And that was one of my most proudest moments with my dad was to hear him be able to say something that was positive mm. about what I was doing. Now, I couldn't, I wasn't greasy. <laughs> I wasn't doing the grease thing. Yeah. But for my father to, to see accept you for before you he died, mm-hmm. to see me as who I am, that was, a that was, that was it. Thing. Yeah. So I try to see my kids. Okay, I see my kids. I tell my boys I love them. Mm-hmm. They tell me back they love me. And I think that helps a young black man in the world, just knowing that somebody loves them, okay? Or to hear it. Something simple as, I love you, son. I mean, if you know me on Facebook, I do these things called gossisms. I put a quote out on my page every day. I started putting these quotes on my page because my kids were in high school and middle school, and they started losing their friends. One, one killed himself. One died in a car accident. So I started writing and leaving notes on the door for them every morning. So that's how I started writing the gossisms. And my sons, you know, they they're gonna act like it ain't nothing. But in deep down inside, I know it's important because I watch my son now with his son. He says the same things I said to him. He does the same thing I did with him. So the value, even if it's not your own father, it's somebody like you said that guy that was your mentor. Mm-hmm. He came along and he put his hands on you. 
and he talked to you and he helped you get to where you had to go. So anytime as a black man, you're younger, you're younger than him, he's younger than you. Anytime as a black man, you have a chance to speak into another black man, it's your job. Yeah. Somebody called me an OG and I was upset until I recognized how they said it. The tone of out voice, of respect, it, yeah. it was out of respect. It was like I was a soldier that had been through the war. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and this young boy looked at me like, you know what? If he can do it, I can do it. So but, we have know, to be living examples. We yeah. have to be examples. We have to show folks stuff. Yeah, yeah, but you know, as a black man, to make it past 30 oh, is I'm 62 OG. and I'm yeah. walking. Yeah. I'm an OG. I yeah. have made it, y'all. I don't, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't even think y'all understand. Yeah. So like my birthday was like literally like less than two weeks ago. Okay. And I, I turned 30. Oh. And oh my gosh! Yeah. Like I need to read the it. goals and plans yeah, for my you didn't life. Think you're make you, got that past, right? you got past. You got past. You got past the part. I like, what am I gonna do now? Yeah. You know? When, when I was you you did by when I was growing up, when I was growing, you hear all the statistics uh, yeah. about you know us not making it past twenty five. Yeah. Wait, so my twin all brother of my, died like, at forty. My plans were yeah. like, I'm, yeah, I'm you had a, you had twenty five. No, my twin brother passed at forty. So I think about how much life he has. And I'm 62 now. So that's 22 years that he hasn't lived. And I think about my brother would be living today had he not had the feeling or the thought that he had to prove that he was a man mm-hmm. instead of just being. Just be a man. Just be. Just be. Just exist. See, and that's a big crime that we live through every day because we're too busy trying to prove it instead of just be it. Yeah, well, we we have a lot of lot of baggage with that with manhood. Uh, so we're gonna end on we're gonna end your the segment yeah, with a yeah. poem if you can. Give us, <laughs> Go ahead, hit us one more time. And do, or do you do poetry? Or, I don't. Oh, you don't. <laughs> uh, you don't shoot shoot video. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so hit us with another poem. Mm. So I'll, I'll I'll leave you with a piece. It's off of um, my my next album called The Guardian. Uh, I'm gonna release that May 27th. Do you hear how it sounds? Yeah, I'm gonna release this off my next album. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's amazing. It's it's five albums in five years since Come I've been on in now. Sacramento. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll leave you with this piece. Mm. Self determination was always a goal. All my life, I've been fighting to exist. Gotta connect my body and my soul. But I know these days ahead, I don't want to miss. My mind grows, my hair goes away. I find it harder to find my keys today. Can't kneel to pray or need to protest. Fighting to live with this cancer in my chest. I confess, I haven't been the best, man. Love my wife. And all of our children But every time I reflect on the days I was blessed I neglect how hurt I was feeling I just want to clear my soul before I go Tell my blood I always been down with you But why we have to wait for me to be 86 For us to take a legit family picture (laughs) Could have ate less or read more scripture But I've lived the life I've been given Kisses and hugs to all of those I will miss when my soul is free, you can bury me in this, 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 this. You can bury me in peace, 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 peace. All right. Peace. Paul. All right. So sit yeah. there for a moment. Yeah. Um, we are going to do a fast 
very fast covering of events that just went down um, in Sacramento. And we're going to just do like a brief, um, I guess, talk about each subject. So um, we're going to talk about the Pepsi commercial real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Join the Pepsi the generation. <laughs> <laughs> the Pepsi commercial. You heard about Pepsi this? commercial. Kylie Jenner. You know. I honestly haven't seen that. Yeah, oh, you have to. That's the that talk of the time. Well, they, that, okay. That's a good. They're going to pull it. You got a YouTube. Right, hey, right. wow. so, so the premise, right? Yeah. Um, you know. The, Revolution. The, yeah. Protesting. They're talking about how the revolution won't be televised or whatever. There's, mm-hmm. You know, there's this protest going on. Um, and to like stop everything to bring peace to everything, Kylie or Kendall or whichever it's one. Kylie Jenner. Hands the police officer a Pepsi. Oh, okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, you yeah. See that? I didn't know. Sorry, I'm not really. And I'm, I work hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 what do you think? You think it was good, bad, or what? I actually kind of liked it because a friend. Now that I think about it, they, uh, one of my friends sent it to me. He's like, "Hey, what do you think about this?" So I watched it. It was kind of cool because you got to see like all the different races and different backgrounds all together. But it was just like, why hurt? <laughs> that was my big question. Like. Why her? Because, like, she's not struggling with what we're dealing with, so she doesn't know our pain. So I was really, like, confused about it. Overall, it was great, but that part, like, had me a little shook. I'm like, dang, like, they still, like, in a sense, like, whitewashing another thing of history to us, and I was just kind of hurt by it. Like, why not Jordan Sparks bring her back? Somebody else, (laughs) (laughs) something, so that, you know. Okay, very very good. Go ahead, where you going? It's like it was seriously tempting, um, you know, the the entire issue, you know, for a Pepsi commercial. Mm. So why not come out way prior to when Black Lives Matter and all of, you know, True. The, the press and what have you is happening? Why not institute support then in a way through a commercial of unity or something, you know, or saying that we're going to sponsor you know, mm-hmm. protests and what have you. But it was it was an example of capitalism and poverty campism. Wow. Um, you know, for me, taking taking something. It yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it, it's in all kind of mixed emotions through me. Um, so next up is uh, uh, Carson Whitehead wins Pulitzer Prize for Underground Railroad. He's an author, um, Carson Whitehead. I haven't read the book yet, but he won the Pulitzer Prize. You probably guys haven't. Um, Black Family Day is happening here in two, 2017. Uh, will take place at Sacramento State University. University on um, on a- April the 29th. So that surprised me finding that one out. Okay. Um, also, to women of color, uh, have it worse when it comes to price disparity. When it comes to um, you know, but Lat- Latino women has a, have the worst <laughs> than the sisters. So it's it's uh, so that's one of the things. Um, Five surprising facts on the wage gap for women of color. Mm-hmm. American Association of University of Women, according to the AAUW, the pay gap won't close until 2152. That's 100 years from now. <laughs> uh, did y'all hear what I said? According to the AAUW, the pay gap won't close until 2152. The gender gap is worse for mothers and only grows with age. Thanks to the pay gap, women of color especially struggle to pay off student 
student debt. Women in every state experience the pay gap, but in some states it's worse than others. More education helps increase women's earnings, but it still doesn't close the gender pay gap. Mm, very deep. So how deep can you go? No matter how much money you get, it's crazy. You got to keep on going. That's yeah, why you have to create yeah. your own world. Yeah. You can't, Just keep you on carry. doing what you do. You can't worry about their world and try to do that. Get your money. Do what you need to do for you and yours. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it still won't be resolved. So that's why you got to go and do what you have to do. We just, yeah. we just, we just plug into the matrix by there. We were like, yeah. And, <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? And, and you, can be, you can be yeah. anybody you want there. You just plug in and be like, I'm just going to be this, this avatar. Yeah. And that's, that's why we need to start building our own owning our own like soul collective you know what i'm saying uh two days like two days ago we closed the deal on on the building oh you finally got it you yeah got it. yeah we oh, got right the building there. you know what i'm saying right uh, on. And we got a space owned by artists of color in this community for artists of color and that's an amazing thing right now we're going through like the insurance process but the paperwork on the ownership piece closed so uh we need to own our own build our own and you know mm -hmm. build that economy Keep amongst ourselves. Keep it moving. Okay, next up is the San Bernardino uh, school shooting. Oh my gosh. Well, wait so a what, so I, was, I was surprised when they said it was a brother that did it. I know, I was very surprised too. I, I was, I was like, but what I was surprised when I saw that, what I was surprised more of was that they dated for four years. Yeah. They had a lot of relationship. They had a whole relationship. And going. then he changed right after he got. They got married. They got married, and he got different. Four months, and then she was trying to. She was trying to move out, try to get as far away as she can from him. And yeah. he showed up he to school. Went to, he went to school and asked, "Can I speak to my wife?" Yeah, and I don't. Then and, and didn't say, didn't even say hi. Just no. start shooting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the full story there. Mm -hmm. It's really unfortunate when when stuff like that happens, particularly at schools. Like we work school campus every day so sure. like, you know that's that's super scary mm -hmm. um but i also just went and saw get out and <laughs> i haven't seen get out and <laughs> look, look this is not this is not supposed to be funny but like but it it really opened my eyes to um this conversation around culture and and what it means to like learn somebody else's culture and when somebody you know tell you to get out get out yeah i mean yeah but like when you know how how do you recognize like the signs, like how do you know if you don't have these conversations early? Well, in a here's relationship the deal. About What's like that saying? When somebody together. tells you who they are, believe them. Yeah. You better believe them. But that was and, the problem. They dated for four years. Well, but but see, at the same the time, person. somebody wasn't paying attention to somebody. Yeah, no. Because he look, had a moment where he slipped. The whole family. The whole the whole family loved saying. him. The whole family loved him. Yeah, they but something. Nice she saw something because she left, and they were separated. She saw something. I'm telling you that, that not in the story. I, I, I'll, I'll be I'll, honest. I've go been, ahead. No, I'm just saying, he said for four months, they were uh, four years. Four years. Yeah, they were dating. He was a wonderful person. Yeah. Sure. But yeah. like, but you yeah. have to look at, he said something in them four years. <laughs> he gave her, he gave, he gave her a look. <laughs> I, look he, I've, in four years, he said to her, well, you can't, without you can't, saying it, I will kill you. You can't blame <laughs> the guys. No, look, <laughs> look, I've. Way to, to. Family and friends. Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Exactly. Well, she yeah. took her own kids, too. Yeah, so she was surprised. She was surprised. She said, she was surprised that he, she she was talking to her mother, said she didn't know what was going on, because, you know, she he's like, I'll throw you out this window. He was. Did he say he, that to her? Yeah, he just. He should have believed her he, right there. No, no, said. that was after he got married. Right after they got married. He nutted up. He just nutted up. <laughs> that's that's wild. I, I've been in a relationship for three years, and I don't. 
I can't even begin to like say that I I know everything about my partner. Hold on, you know um, I've been married for thirty five years, y'all. Hi. Hello, good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> and I'm sure that I'm somebody different every once in a while. Yeah. I just that just just the way it is. It's human nature. You know. But my wife is I know you better than you know yourself. Probably. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's, 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 it's a real thing. Like you can't because she's watching you. Like you, know, you, I mean, you everything. Yeah. You just can't assume. Oh, so, hey. you, yeah, you just you just can't assume that you know no, you everything sure there is to know about people because there are so many things. Like I, I think about my family, they live on the East Coast. My you partner can't hasn't met everyone years. in my family yet. So I'm saying you said in four years, you can't assume, yeah. you can't assume about a person in 35 years. But don't you think that if you see, if, if there's a sign or an inkling of something that is, this is 5150, you're threatening my life, there's disrespect. There's sure. No oh, yeah. Or what have you, then something's wrong with this relationship. And then well, as well, well, soon as she saw it, she tried to get away from it. But what about, it ain't what you say, it's how you say it. I'm sure he said some things that made her wonder. <laughs> Maybe. You know we will never know. <laughs> Come on, trust me now. Okay. You got to start paying attention so to how people say things. So it's, next it's issue. Still, it's still really unfortunate. It you sure know, is. It really situation. is. It's sad. In, in right here in Sacramento, where the children and the mother and the uh, niece were killed by the Oh wait, was oh, that that's too much? Oh really? That was in my neighborhood. <laughs> that was in his neighborhood. Yeah, it, like it's a two minute walk to that house. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, that was real. Yeah. That was real uh, scary because it's like I walked. Robbed the house. You that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, they was trying. Yeah, that's to some low stuff. But that that relationship thing. This is happening more often than what it is. That my. it's starting to show up that where they're advertising or, or not advertising. I shouldn't say advertising, but it is like advertising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where they're showing it more. So there's some type of dysfunctioning that is going on, all right, where you're not able to resolve, but you're not dealing with um, the issues. Maybe no one's getting help or what have you mm -hmm. because it's resorting to, I'm going to kill He killed his own kids. Yeah. But she said she left when she took him back. Yeah. Yeah. See, but there was something wrong a long time ago. That didn't yeah. happen just that week he went to that so, school. Sometimes mercy will kill you, right? Oh. All right. So um, it was a long time coming. Uh, next up is uh, Fregless Douglas got his own quarter now, so he's on the quarter. What quarter? This month, the American quarter. The American quarter. Let's go. Okay. Yep. So Fred, you got Freddy one. D. Yeah. <laughs> huh? What'd you say? Freddie D. Freddie D. <laughs> he said, "I got fifty Freddie D's on that." All right. So. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Um, video uh, sparks probe of that's Sacramento officer takedown. Of, we just talked about that, uh, the Sacramento dude. Um, in tech news, this is the last two um, stories, um, more, more travelers entering U.S. are being asked for their cell phones and passwords. That's right. Let me know what your business is. Yeah, when you're coming in the country that's and you're crazy. coming from out of the country somewhere else, I need to know who you is. No, no, even in America. They, they, well, if, hey. they, if they suspect you, they'd be like, uh, can we see your cell phone and Password. So I get it. this conversation is going to be deleted. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what though? What was on NPR? That's where um, I got yeah, the story from. Yeah, Have y'all traveled? Anybody been in the airport lately? Yeah, actually. No, I don't. I, don't, I, I, I don't just plan. I just got back from Seattle like a week and a half ago. That that airport travel now is a different thing. How they the security <laughs> and stuff is amazing. They watching closely, and I'm glad. 
Um, and uh, this last one is wireless industry lobbies state houses for access to street furniture. What? Um, instead of uh, soaring tower, towers of cell phone towers, okay. they want to put it on um, light light posts and they want to put cell phone connectors <laughs> everywhere. So now um, they're going to be able to track your butt. <laughs> <laughs> they already <laughs> tracking you. No, but they, they track you really good now, but now it's going to be like right there because yeah. they be like, it could be within four I can't handle when they, when I'm when my phone, I look at my phone and it says I'm at Underground Books. Yeah. I, I didn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell you. The whole Snapchat. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I didn't tell you I was there. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. They, they so built in a database, right? Yeah, yeah, they want to put they want to put cell phone connectors everywhere. Oh, they that's crazy. Have, they no, I had cool. a friend in New Jersey say, I, I, I'm, I, I know what the front of your house look like. Yeah, I'm like, what? Because okay. you're on uh, Google Earth. It's like, uh, <laughs> no, I don't need all that. It's too much TMI. No. All right, so cool. that's that's Black Talk Sacramento number 30. <laughs> number 30. And uh, we had uh, the Diva Marketplace came through for yes. the one-year anniversary. Their show is coming up. What day is that? That's, that's on the, the 15th of April, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the evening at Carol's Books on Dale Passable. So go there, check that out. And then we had um, Paul Willis and Fran, what's your name? Tyson. 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 Paul yeah. Willis and Tyson. Tyson, Tyson came got a last in. name? Yeah. Huh? Tyson Brown. Tyson Brown. This Tyson way so Brown people can find through. you to do that videotaping stuff. Yeah. Right? Uh, so you, you yeah. can find me on Instagram at ifreelycreate. Um, and I have a website at www.freelycreate.com. Okay, very cool. And then we have Paul Willis. Yeah, Paul you Willis. can find me in these streets. No, <laughs> <laughs> no um, you know, uh, you friend me on Facebook, Paul Willis. Um, I am Paul Willis on Twitter. Uh, Bandcamp, yeah, Bandcamp. Just type in my name and like hip hop or Sacramento, and like all my stuff will come up. Is it like that, brother? Yeah, it's just type all, in my name. Yeah, it's all good. Like you know, um, whether it's through music or through my work in nonprofits or however, um, I'm open to connecting with people who want to build in a positive way. So okay, very cool. If you need someone to talk to, all right. So that is number thirty. Number thirty. And um, Marichelle is in Texas. In Houston, Texas, hanging out well. with family. And I don't know where Antonio, quote unquote, Harvey is. I'm pretty sure he's out there reporting on something. But this is Black Talk Sacramento. Happy trails. Reporting from Underground Books. Happy trails. So, all right, peace. Until we meet again. See ya. All right.